entering into life through the narrow gate. Now, this is part three. And let's go this time to Matthew chapter 7 and start there. Uh, because really, this is where I got the title for this, these messages, even though I was starting to read from Matthew 19, the story of the rich young ruler. And I'll probably say some more about that. But uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, and I'm reading from the NET Bible, he said, enter through the narrow gate because the gate is wide and the way is spacious that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. But the gate is narrow and the way is difficult that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Well, the broad way is the way to God that's presented by the gurus and Oprah and all these other ignorant people of, uh, that don't know anything from or very little from the Scripture, if, if anything at all, or whatever they know, they twist it. No, it's not the way of many uh, ways to God. That's a lie. Jesus did not say, I am one of many ways. <laughs> now, if you believe him and you say that you're a Christian, uh, then you can't say that. You can't believe that there are many ways to God and still be a Christian. That's why, I'm sorry, Oprah, but you're not a Christian if you say there are many ways to God because Jesus said, I am the way. That's what he said. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, you can't get to God except through Jesus. He's the only way to the Father. Now, I know that's rough for some people, especially those that think that by keeping the commandments alone, they will get eternal life. Now, it's easy to come to that conclusion if you only read one scripture. Like, for example, in the story of the rich young ruler, Jesus said in Matthew 19, 17, if you want to enter into eternal life, that's what he's talking about because that was the question that was asked him, then keep the commandments. And uh, when he was asked which ones, Jesus said, you know, he gave a list of the moral guidelines or the moral commandments of God. Amen. And uh, the young man, well, he said, you know, I've obeyed all these commandments, but I'm still lacking something. And Jesus begins to address what he was lacking and he ends up by telling him then come follow me amen the way in the life is narrow and it's first of all by knowing jesus as lord and once you know him as your lord and savior then you have to proceed to keep the commandments of god the moral guidelines of god because if not you'll be disqualified from uh, the Lord Jesus. And I'm going to give you that scripture. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And a lot of people uh, don't know this verse, and I, I actually taught a whole series on it. Uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 13, excuse me, and verse 5, not 12, but 13. And uh, he said, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. 
Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you are disqualified. Now, how can people be disqualified from having Jesus Christ in them? Well, you have to go back into the previous chapter. And I did this in my series, uh, uh, which... I taught on this subject, faith in Jesus Christ or faith in Christ Jesus. And you can go back and listen to them because I talk about this, but you'll find out that he enumerates certain sins and, and bondage and stuff that, that people practice. And he, and he, uh, and he says, um, oh, go back there to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse uh, 19 and 20 and so on. And you'll see that he talks about uh, contentions and jealousies and outbursts of wrath and selfish ambitions and backbitings and whisperings and conceits and tumults. And, uh, and he talks about, uh, uh, unless when I come to you, my God will humble me among you and I shall mourn for many who have sinned. Um, and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. Well, he's talking about those that practice sin. And if you practice, and, I, and then he says now, he gets into, now remember this wasn't written in chapter and verse, and I'm sorry to say that they stuck this chapter 13 right in the middle of what Paul was teaching. And he gets down here and he says, now examine yourselves if you're in the faith. Now how are you going to examine yourself? Well, you're going to have to go back and look at this stuff. And say, am I practicing any of this stuff? Because if you are, you need to repent. <laughs> Amen. That's what he said. He said, you've sinned, uh, the stuff that you're practicing, and you haven't repented of uncleanness or fornication or lewdness or all this stuff that he mentions in here. And he said, and you keep practicing this stuff, you got to test yourself. Why? So that you do not get disqualified from having Jesus in your life. Now, did I write that? No. The Apostle Paul wrote and taught that, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the last couple of verses, three, four verses in there, and also chapter 13, verse 5, and so on. Amen. Now, that is the narrow way. And the broad way, because some translations talk about the way is broad, and uh, uh, that's the many avenues to God. And people think that they can do whatever they want to and still make heaven. That's a lie. It's a lie. Jesus said, I am the way. The truth. Notice that. The truth. He is the word. The way. The way. The truth. He said elsewhere in John chapter 7, verse 17, he said, your word, talking about to God, is truth. Jesus is the truth. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. John chapter 1, verse 1. Verse 14, Jesus came. The Word came and dwelt among us. He was manifested in flesh. Amen. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And you can't come to the Father except through Him. Now, Jesus said that. John chapter 14, verse 6. Now, we're either going to believe that or not believe that. If you believe that... And, and you've received Jesus as Lord, and now you're serving Him with all your heart, and you're following in the footsteps of the Master, and, and you're one of His disciples, and you're obeying Him. Uh, and when you don't obey Him, you repent and confess your sin and receive cleansing and move on with God. 
then, um, you know, then that's great and wonderful if you're doing that. But if you're not, and you think that there's many ways to God, you're not a Christian. You don't believe in, 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 in the Jesus of the Bible. If you believe the Jesus of the Bible, you believe what he said. Now, uh, that's why he said that if you love me, now this is John 14, verse 21, if you love me, the person who has my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. Now, when Jesus was speaking to the rich young ruler, <laughs> and he said, if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments, the guy said, which ones? Well, Jesus replied with all these moral commandments. But then he ended with, now come follow me, because the, the man understood that even though he had been keeping these moral commandments, he said, what do I still lack? There's something missing in my life. And Jesus said, come follow me. The thing he was missing was becoming a disciple of Jesus, because really... In the New Testament, and especially after the sacrifice of Jesus, that's where it's all, it all starts. It starts with knowing him and first receiving him as Lord and Savior, receiving what he did for us, how his blood was shed for us, all this goodness that God did through him. We receive that, and now we begin to obey him and follow his commandments, and we become obedient to the word. Amen. Because Jesus goes on to say, if anybody loves me, this is verse 23, he will obey my word. And my Father will love him and we will come to him and take up residence with him. Now don't tell me that you have God or Jesus in your heart and yet you live in disobedience to his word or his moral commandments. Amen. <clears throat> he goes on to say in verse 24, John 14, 24, the person who does not love me does not obey my words. Now, I don't know how much clearer that could be. You don't love him if you don't obey his words. And uh, let's read again John chapter uh, 12, because there's something here that connects to all of this that I'm saying that I kind of just uh, uh, read, uh, you know, quickly in the last uh, segment or the last podcast but I want to go back and look at it again. Now, verse 47, John chapter 14, verse 47, excuse me, chap, chapter 12. John chapter 12, verse 47. If anyone hears my words and does not believe, what? His words, his commandments. I'll show you that's what he's talking about. I do not judge him. Oh, the Lord doesn't judge me. I can do whatever I want. I can be a homosexual and still be a Christian because the Lord doesn't judge me. That's a lie. You've been lied to if you believe that. There's a lot of scripture in the Bible, not just Old Testament, but New Testament, that forbid the practice of homosexuality and, and fornication and, and lesbianism and also uh, um, uh, you know, adultery and murder and all this stuff. There's scripture that, that forbids that stuff. Amen. In both Testaments. Now, he goes on to say, not just, I don't judge him, but watch what he says. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Yet people don't keep reading. He says, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Now, John chapter 14 is the word he spoke to us. 
If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll do my commandments. You'll obey my word. But also, uh, uh, if you love him, if you want to enter into life, you'll keep the commandments. And which ones? Well, the, the moral guidelines and commandments of God, and you'll follow Jesus. Now, that's what I'm telling you. This is what how we're going to be judged in the last day. Yes, we will be judged. We will all have to give an account of what we did, whether good or bad. And hopefully you've gotten rid of all the bad <laughs> through confession and through repentance. Uh, and, um, and anyway, I'm not going to get into all of that right now because thank God for the blood. But, um, but I wanted you to see that Jesus did not say, oh, I'll never judge you. No, he said, the word I've spoken will judge you in the last day. For I have not spoken of mine own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Wow. His command, his word is life. Well, don't you remember reading that in the, in the book of Proverbs? Um, uh, to pay attention to his word because his word is life unto those that find them and medicine to all their flesh. Well, his commandments are life. But Jesus said, I am the life. So these, these are absolutely compatible with one another, and you can't separate them one from the other. You can't say, oh, I serve Jesus, but I don't keep his commandments. That's a lie. You can't serve him unless you also keep his commandments. Amen. And you can't just keep his commandments and, and not know Jesus is Lord and Savior. That's not going to work either, because Jesus is the life. You have to keep them together. Amen. That's why Revelation 14, 12, again, I'll tell you, those who obey God's commandments and hold to their faith in Jesus. These are one part of the same. You can't separate them. Don't tell me you, you love the Lord and then disobey his commandments. That's not true. If you love Jesus, you'll keep his commandments. If you keep his commandments and you still want life, then the commandments will bring life if you know the Lord Jesus as well. That's important. Don't separate them. Don't be of the crowd that says, oh, I keep the commandments, but I don't know Jesus, you know, and I don't, I, don't, I don't follow him. That's a lie. You can't have life by that alone. It's two sides to one coin. It's having Jesus and keeping his commandments, and we've seen it in, in, in the Word. And that's what Jesus actually said to the, to the rich young ruler. He said, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments, but that's not all he said. He goes on to say, if you want to be complete, then come follow me. And that's so important, so very important that you understand that. Now, let me give you another scripture to point this out again uh, from the Bible. So you see that, that it's two parts of the same equation, just like it says in, in Matthew 19, just like it says in John 14, uh, just like it says in John 12. Well, let me read to you this in 1 John chapter 5. Watch this. 1 John chapter 5. And notice how it again brings out these two parts. Very important. Very important. John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Do you believe that? Do you believe he's the anointed one that came to shed his blood 
for the remission of our sins that died uh, for us in our place so that we could uh, receive from God his, 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 good, his goodness, His grace, His blessings. Well, and everyone that loves Him who begot also loves Him who is begotten of Him. Oh, this sounds like what Jesus said. Love, you know, uh, that one of the commandments, one of the moral commandments, He said is to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, watch verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep His commandments. Now watch this. For this is the love of God. That we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. Now did you see that? There's two sides to this. It's knowing Jesus and through knowing Jesus, you begin to love God, but it's loving God and keeping His commandments. Now, I hope you see that this is again uh, a part, one, they're part of each other. Now, uh, I'll remind you again, I think I've said it about three times during this, this uh, uh, particular teaching, and I'm going to say it again. Revelation 14, 12. This requires a steadfast endurance of the saints. Now here's, here's a definition of the saints. Those who obey God's commandments and hold to their faith in Jesus. Now, here's a definition of the children of God. Revelation 12, 17. Those who keep God's commandments and hold to the testimony about Jesus. Now, here's, here's a definition of those that are born of God. Those that love God and keep His commandments. But it's also, he started this whole thing with, in, in 1 John chapter 5, believing that Jesus is the one that God sent to die for you. Believing He's the Christ. The Christ was His mission. The anointing that was on Him to carry out the mission of becoming the sacrifice for the sins of the world. Thank God. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you get a copy of my book, A Call to Return, Restoring the Roots of Our Relationship with Jesus. I get into quite a bit of detail uh, along these lines in this book. It's 200 and almost 70 pages of instruction with, with uh, uh, um, many, many notes that uh, will keep you busy and studying in the Word for uh, at least a year or more. I'm telling you, it's, it's that rich in substance. I love you. Jesus is Lord. We'll come back. Bye.